Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamaj, and we're going to talk about that messy debut, that free kick, that wonderful touch, that magical left foot of Messi. First game for Inter Miami. Guy comes out and says, All right, let me just do the job. Top bins, 94th minute to win the game for Inter Miami spectacle everything that you want it's unbelievable the guy is so good at the game of soccer football I guess it's soccer now that he's moved to the U.S. it was football before um, but Inter Miami one of the worst teams in the league but those ratings are going to do some crazy numbers going up head to head against the World Cup which was the USA women's team which they thrashed Vietnam 3-0 took care of business against them Messi delivers again. What's new? The guy's been delivering ever since he stepped foot to the first team of Barcelona. And the wild part about all of it to me for sure is that we expected him to put the ball in the net 25 yards out. And like, what are the odds? I don't know what the statistics are, but I can't imagine free kicks being more than, what, 20%? I mean, less than 10% go in. And Messi... Doing what Messi does. Puts the ball in the top bins. Goalkeeper reaching at thin air. Absolutely no chance to stop it. Just magical. There's just no words. It's unbelievable. Every time you watch, you're just like, how? Everybody's expecting him to do it. And then he does it. It's not like in basketball. I don't even know what the equivalent would be in basketball. Possibly like a half-court shot for Steph Curry. Where you're like, the guy's the greatest shooter ever. You expect him to make it definitely more than the average person. But to do it at the end of the game, imagine somebody giving Steph Curry a half-court shot. It's kind of like that OKC shot that Steph hit. Everybody knows the one, the double bang, Mike Breen, OKC in transition. shot from like 40 feet, absolutely drilled it. This Messi's 36. That was Steph, prime Steph. That was MVP, 73-9 Steph. He's 36 years old. Yes, it's the MLS and the competition isn't the greatest, but literally it hasn't even been seven months when he won the World Cup and he dominated everybody that plays in Europe, that plays anybody anywhere else. It's just mind-boggling. It's unbelievable. It's so fun to watch. It's just There's just no words to describe how good he is. He's literally not human. Anybody who says it's human, we need to get, we need to do that Donald Trump, we need to get that checked, we need to get the freaking passport, ID, whatever, to double check and make sure Messi is human, because it doesn't seem like it, because of the stuff he does. And I had a little small discussion, it might be on a future podcast, just kind of hint, hint on that. Future discussion about, is Messi, I think for sure he's the greatest football player ever, in terms of longevity, the stats, the trophies. I think it's the greatest port. I guess maybe on a little tangent right here, right? It's wild to think Messi and Ronaldo, two of the top five players to ever play the game in our generation, playing against each other on rivals teams. It's been great to see it. It's been a pleasure to see. It's unfortunately going to come. It's coming to an end. It's already come to an end. They're not rivals anymore per se. They don't play on Real Madrid or Barcelona There's still rivals, I guess, in Ronaldo's mind, even though Messi's kind of put that to bed. But the fact that we've had two of the five 
greatest players to ever kick a soccer ball, play against each other. It's been a privilege. It's been so fun to watch. Messi's still going. Copa America's right around the corner. Possibly has a chance to win that. Argentina's still going to be solid. Messi still can pull the strings and still do what Messi does. They've got the players. I'm just saying. But let's get back to what I want to talk about a little bit, right? It's the idea that to me, Messi is the greatest soccer player ever. And he's in the very short list of maybe three to five players that can have a real strong case to say they're the greatest athlete ever. And I, I'm excluding Olympians. This isn't... I don't want to get on this tangent because this could be a whole different topic and I want to talk, do this discussion with someone else. But he has a strong case. The longevity, the stats, the trophies... And just the consistency, year after year, just delivering goals, putting up numbers that possibly will never be met by anybody. 91 goals in 2012, where 11 years later, the guy's still doing it at the highest level. It's unbelievable. Let's kind of transition from that to talk about a guy who has a chance to possibly be in the discussion of one of the greatest players of all time, and that is Killian Mbappe. PSG have told him, you ain't signed the contract, so you got to get going. They're pretty much ready to sell him because they're expecting him to, for those who don't know, his contract expires at the end of this year. He wants to play it out. PSG says, no, we need to sell you because we need to make money from your transfer. Rightfully so. They bought they bought him for like a hundred and what, 90 180 million euros is like 195 million dollars in 2017 from Monaco. I don't know if they really got all their money's back, money's worth back, considering they haven't won a Champions League, which is the big reason they would they signed Neymar for 222 million. They signed Mbappe, they had Messi, and no Champions League to show for it. So, and the the the, the sucky part for PSG also is Mbappe holds all the cards. Because he can sign with Real Madrid in January and be a player for them starting next year around this time. It really limits who they can actually sell him to and then what the value that they can get for him. That's the biggest thing is how are you going to know what the value is because every team that's going to go out and try to get him knows that for a fact that they're either in a year or two years He's going to want to go to Real Madrid. And he kind of pulled a stunt where last year he could have gone to Real Madrid. Then he signed an extension. And then he said, no, nah, I'm not really... He signed the extension and now he's not... He has a player option. So he's opting out of his contract going to the next season. He wants to play it out. And we had talked about this previously as well. Is He's kind of playing both sides of the coin. Where it's like, oh, I don't want to make the PSG fans mad. Saying, hey, I want to play my contract out. But then on top of that, you're doing the thing where you also know what you're doing you're trying to get to Real Madrid and because you're not going to extend your contract so it's like you're not extending so clearly you don't want to be here but then you're also like I want to be here until my contract says I'm no longer allowed to be here I don't really like what Mbappe is doing and it's really put PSG in a tough situation we'll see if anybody even makes a crazy offer there are rumors that that team in London that you know that blue team Chelsea football club are possibly going to make a run at him or possibly make an offer or at least have talks about what the situation is. And the biggest factor in all of this is Mbappe. 
is he going to want to sign? You can agree to the fee all you want. If Mbappe doesn't want to sign, you're toast. You have no leverage and he holds all the cards and all the negotiations no matter which team comes after him. And then Real Madrid holds the other cards because everybody knows he's going to be a Real Madrid player. So Florentino Perez can be like, hey, we're not going to give you $100 million when we know in six months' time we can sign him for free. So we'll see. It's a very intriguing situation. And I again, Mbappe is a great player. He's already one of the greatest players of all time. But the way he's kind of handled this situation, like really probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Me, me too. Where it's like, you're great. But dude, you're, be, you're trying to do too much. Like remember he got part of the team. He got decision making on who the director was going to be. And practically he was a, a part owner of the team. Even though he re- like legally he wasn't. But that's pretty much the idea, right? Choose the director. Choose a team. Build around Mbappe. And then literally a year later he's like, I'm out. I'm not going to be here past this year. It's going to be intriguing to see. I'm very curious to see how it plays out. We'll see if Chelsea makes an offer. Chelsea got a lot of money. They sold a lot of players. Caicedo still is not done. And that's the last thing I kind of want to talk about is Chelsea still haven't signed Caicedo and Brighton is kind of trying to take them for all their money and every single dime and squeeze every single dollar out of Chelsea trying to say he's worth $100 million. I guess in the market, you're worth what you're worth, right? Declan Rice went for 100. Caicedo's younger. Probably in the same ballpark in terms of talent and the kind of player. Caicedo's probably better at this age than Declan Rice was. But, hey, the market's dictating what a player goes for. Will be very interesting to see how it plays out. I'm curious. And then the last thing is, rumors are Chelsea are trying to get uh, Mohamed Kudus from Ajax. And he's one of the young budding stars attacking midfielder who can also play on the wing for Ghana. Chelsea trying to get him. Will be a great move. It'll kind of be a move to replace the players that have already left, uh, aka Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. So we'll see if that Chelsea can do that. Chelsea, you know, they've been going out there trying to get all the talent, all the young talent in the world. So in 2027, Chelsea are going to win every single trophy there is to win because all those guys will be in their prime. Although some of the guys already look good. Again, it was against Wrexham in the preseason. But man, it was fun to watch. Very excited to see the team coming together. Christopher and Kunku got on the score sheet. They have a game tonight against Brighton. Hopefully they can get the Caicedo thing over the line. And maybe, maybe very unlikely, but a slim chance. You know, I'm holding out hope that Kylian Mbappe wears the number 10 in blue for Chelsea Football Club. Wishful thinking, I know, probably not going to happen. But we'll see how it plays out because PSG is trying to get PSG are trying to sell him. And we'll see if Real Madrid comes knocking. Because Real Madrid comes knocking, it's over. Nobody's going to be able to match them. Very excited to see how things play out. We'll see. We'll cover it as it happens. We'll start to get into a little bit of football because training camp, rookies have already reported. Training camp happening in the NFL. Hopefully we'll get a special guest on the podcast as well. So I'll wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I am out.